This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. A mass shooting at a small newspaper in Maryland set off a chorus of attacks by the media on President Trump for calling them fake news. Ironically, the attacks on Trump turned out to be, well, you know. During the questioning of Rod Rosenstein yesterday, the Republican members of the House Intel Committee made it clear that the obstruction and collusion in the Russia investigation is in fact being conducted by the deep state. And we'll review the latest lunatic leftist meltdowns over the retirement of Justice Anthony Kennedy. With these stories and more from a nationalist perspective, I'm Jim Dawes and this is America First Radio's Daily Brief. And thank you for joining America First Radio. This conversation never ends. You can follow us on Twitter at Amfirst Radio and friend us on Facebook at America First Radio with Jim Dawes. Then you can share it with your friends, weigh in on the conversation, start an argument, and get early notifications as soon as these shows are posted. America First Radio is proudly carried on the Talk America Radio Network, the new dominant force in conservative talk radio, where you can listen to their live feed 24-7 at talkamericaradio.us. And America First Radio is broadcast each weeknight at 11 p.m. Eastern, on Talk America affiliates in Florida and Georgia, but you can listen nationwide and on demand at your favorite podcast directory or at our website at americafirstradio.com where you'll find all of our archives. Well, this uh, this tragedy that happened at the uh, Capital Gazette newspaper in Annapolis, Maryland yesterday uh, was quickly overtaken uh, by uh, the left and the, me- and the uh, media's attempt to try to spend the event as uh, some sort of condemnation of the president and his pushback against the uh, the biased media um, when they uh, they attack him uh, in the most um, dishonest uh, way uh, he he calls them fake news he didn't invent the term but it uh, certainly applies to much of what goes on in the uh, media and it didn't take um, it t- didn't take long enough for the bodies to even get cold before uh, the leftists in the media tried to smear the president as being responsible for the events uh, there in Annapolis. Turned out uh, that if they had just waited uh, a very short period of time, they would have learned uh, that the the event uh, was not uh, had no larger uh, societal implications. It was the work of a unstable. Um, by all appearances, uh, a Democrat to me, he's actually registered as un- unaffiliated, uh, registered to vote as uh, unaffiliated, but uh, he he doesn't look like a your typical Republican. But anyway, uh, his name is Gerard W. Ramos. He's 38. He's from Laurel, Maryland, a uh, suburb of Washington, D.C., He's accused of killing five people at the Capitol Gazette. It's a community newspaper located there in Annapolis, Maryland. 
But uh, this Ramos fella had a long-standing vendetta with the newspaper over an article that they had published about him stalking a former classmate. Um, the on July thirty first, two thousand eleven. This has been going on for six years, well before Donald Trump ever announced for president of the United States. They ran a story uh, where with an interview of uh, this victim whose acceptance of um, Ramos's friend request on Facebook. So if you want to blame somebody, it would be more accurate to blame Facebook. Um, sparked months of emails in which Ramos uh, alternately uh, asked her for help, called her vulgar names, and uh, encouraged her to kill herself. So uh, obviously this is uh, somebody that was mentally unstable to begin with, and... If you really want to look to the bottom of this, uh, you can look back in the um, 80s when thousands of mental health facilities, uh, institutions, resident institutions across this country were shut down in a move that was urged by liberal Democrats and the pharmaceutical companies so that they could sell more drugs uh, to these people so that they could self-medicate outside of these institutions. Uh, but as a result, we've got a lot of crazy people walking around the streets today that uh, that really need uh, to be institutionalized. I'm going to play you a clip here. This is actually of a, uh, a young lady that uh, worked at the Capitol Gazette, and um, and even she um, is trying to uh, connect this shooting uh, that the paper had plenty of uh, warning. Uh, was possible and likely to happen. Uh, she's trying to connect it to the larger social issues. Always have trouble with this first clip that doesn't want to play. Come on now. You know, we keep tweeting. I don't really care about tweeting right now. Um, people are, this is, I honestly didn't even expect to be talking with Anderson Cooper today. Um, I thought people would get like a Apple News notification and they would just blow it off like like what happens to everybody. I reported on, on Pulse when Pulse happened. I'm, I went to school in Florida and um, I remember being so upset hearing about the victims who were texting their families. Um, and there I was sitting under a desk texting my parents, telling them that I loved them. And... I just, I just don't know what I want right now, right? But I'm going to need more than a couple days of news coverage and some thoughts and prayers because it's our whole lives have been shattered. Um, and so thanks for your prayers, but I couldn't give a f about them if there's nothing else. Well, you obviously have to feel for the young lady who's obviously going through a very traumatic event, but it, what exactly is she asking for? This uh, this event was carried out by a mentally ill guy carrying a shotgun. Uh, I think it was uh, probably a three-shot um, semi-automatic shotgun uh, that nobody has ever talked about, uh, you know, trying to, uh, to uh, restrict it is a uh, hunting weapon. Uh, he carried a hunting weapon. 
uh, into this office and killed 10 people or five people with it, uh, illustrating the fact that you really can't um, take weapons uh, from or regulate uh, uh, these kind of weapons unless you want to abolish the Second Amendment. But, uh, as I say, it didn't take long for the haters, uh, the leftists, uh, to come out on Twitter and just uh, began before uh, the bodies were even dead uh, to try to blame this on Trump. One of these, uh, Take Ivanka to Work, uh, is the title of their Twitter uh, feed, says, Annapolis is what happens when real Donald Trump goes full Hitler and demonizes the press. It was only a matter of time. This is blood on his hands. Scott Satan said, uh, it seems to me that shooting up a newsroom is a natural extension of uh, proclaiming that our enemies are those reporting the news. Well, actually, the natural extension of those reporting the news uh, in a way that is contrary to the interests of the American people is a natural uh, extension of them being called enemies of the American people. Amy Siskind said prior to depart, or I'm sorry, uh, um, says tweets sent from your platform led to five targeted deaths today remove his account unbelievable it goes on and on and it wasn't limited to just uh you know uh, normal uh, twitter users it went all the way to uh blue mark check marks of uh, uh certified um um mainstream media reporters uh, BNO News says, uh, um, oh, I'm sorry, there, were, there, was, uh, there was one um, Reuters reporter that was, uh, was absolutely, uh, within minutes of this event, blaming on Donald Trump, saying, you know, it was Rob Cox um, who, who jumped right on and, and uh, said um, that uh, Trump had blood on his hands. Donald Trump has repeatedly and angry branded the press as a threat. Someone just shot up a newsroom and killed journalists. He has blood on his hands. And this is exactly the kind of overwrought, over-the-top coverage that has, in fact, uh, gotten them tarred with the label of being enemies of the American people. we got to run out to a break. We'll talk more about this uh, shooting up in Annapolis, Maryland yesterday right after these messages on America First Radio. Hi, this is Michelle Malkin from CRTV.com, and you're listening to Talk America Radio, the new dominant force in conservative talk radio. One of the great things about uh, Twitter and Facebook and other social media is it lets you get a, a look into the minds and the thought processes of these leftist Democrats uh, and, and really um, learn how demented their, their uh, thinking is. There was a tweet yesterday from a Dr. Jason Johnson says, I'm getting my oil changed in Maryland watching local coverage of the Annapolis shooting. I teach journalism. The anti-press rhetoric of the right and the president 
can't be separated from this violence. He, he put this out, as I said, before the bodies were even cold. This is a guy that's teaching journalism that is just making assumptions based on his political outlook. Uh, somebody responded to him. He said, uh, you should teach your journalism students to wait for the facts before reporting on their own biased political assumptions based on no facts at all like you just did. Uh, so, I mean, he really uh, just nailed the so-called journalism student. Now, I do have to admit that, uh, you know, we've, we've got some people on our side that uh, shouldn't be in the business of uh, politicizing this as well. Uh, Sean Hannity, before he had any facts, went on his radio show. He didn't make an outright accusation, but he sort of waved the bloody shirt at Maxine Waters. I've been saying now for days that something horrible is going to happen because of the rhetoric. Really, Maxine, you want people to create, call your friends, get in their faces, and, and Obama said that too. Get in their faces. Call them out. Call your friends. You know, get protesters. Follow them into restaurants and shopping malls and wherever else, she said. So we, we've got to, um, you know, be careful on our side too, not to try to jump to conclusions and tar people. Um, with uh you know as as being uh, responsible for things uh, before we know the facts there are plenty of facts that uh that can lead us to that conclusion but you have a responsibility if you want to reserve conserve your credibility to uh to wait there was a particularly egregious example of um myo yiannopoulos uh the um sort of right-wing um gay provocateur had made a statement, uh, it wasn't meant for uh, wide consumption, but uh, talking about uh, looking forward to the day that journalists were um, were hunted down. Uh, so, you know, that gave the left a lot of, um, a lot of uh, material uh, to go on, uh, even though the facts of this case don't support any, uh, any broader societal issues other than uh, the the relatively dangerous work of being in local newspaper and uh, and reporting on on people that you know nothing about. I would argue that um, that the newspaper should have uh, taken more effort to try to get a restraining order against this guy. I guess a restraining order is not going to stop a shotgun, but somebody in that newsroom should have recognized the um, the danger and uh, had um, a, you know more security on site or at least had somebody in that office, uh, you know, with a concealed weapons permit uh, that could have neutralized this situation. But the media is trying to deploy it um, to um, to blame Trump and to defend themselves from the, the all of their irresponsible actions over these last uh, couple of years, publishing fake news and constantly coming down the, on the side of um, the the fringe of the left wing of the Democrat party. So, well, I'm sorry, you know, <laughs> uh, nobody gets to be a protected class. You don't get to be free from criticism for daily telling lies to the American people and advocating for a morally bankrupt ideology, uh, which is, you know, um, cultural Marxism. The president is 100% correct to call the media out and uh, and should continue to do so. 
And if the media don't like it, I would suggest that they go back to objectively reporting the news and stop lying constantly. Mm -mm -mm. Did you see the uh, Rosenstein Ray hearings yesterday at the House Intelligence Committee? It was a, uh, a real barn burner because finally the Republicans on the House Intelligence Committee have tired of uh, the constant obstruction and, um, and slow walking process that Rod Rosenstein has been responsible for uh, withholding evidence from the relevant uh, congressional committees, both House and Senate. And, uh, and they really started hammering them pretty hard. I'm going to play you some clips here. Let's see how long we have in this segment. Okay, this is going to be a, a, a good long clip. Uh, Ron DeSantis, a Republican from Florida, opened the questioning and really went right at Rosenstein. And I'll begin by recognizing the gentleman from Florida, Mr. DeSantis. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Welcome to the witnesses. Mr. Rosenstein, August 8th, 2016, text message in the IG report from Lisa Page to Peter Strzok. Trump's not ever going to become president, right? Right? Peter Strzok responds, no, no, he's not. We'll stop it. Now, the Justice Department had previously provided text messages from that date. They included all the messages we now have except the we'll stop it text message. Why didn't the Justice Department produce that to Congress when we asked? Mr. DeSantis, uh, I spoke with our Inspector General Michael Horwitz yesterday, and he told me that when he testified, uh, he didn't have a full opportunity to explain, uh, and uh, the technological details are pretty complicated, but he assured me he had had a long telephone conversation with Mr. Jordan after the hearing uh, and explained it. Uh, he's much better positioned than I. What I can assure you... So let me just well, ask this, then. Let me I say just this. Explain, sir. Well, you, you'll recall that originally... Um, the FBI said that they couldn't produce any of the Stork page emails. They said they had all been erased or lost. No, they said that there was a new system and that they had all been lost. Then lo and behold, the um, inspector general turned around and was able to produce those uh, with very little effort just by accessing a duplicate file on the actual devices. So our vaunted a uh, law enforcement agency can't seem to come up with these uh, text messages on their own system. And uh, it, 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 when they're embarrassing or indicate illegality going on within their own ranks. I want to assure you and the American people, we're not withholding anything embarrassing. The message was not in uh, the original material that Inspector General, he, he found these messages? Right, so he, you guys didn't find it, and he did. And so we're asking you to produce stuff, and obviously, you know, we're expecting a good faith effort. You guys didn't find it, and maybe somebody else deleted or something happened before you guys, but he was able to find it, and you did He's always able to find it, and they're never able to find it. Didn't. So it was very disappointing to see that text message there, because I think you would agree. Just think of the timeline here. You have Peter Strzok. He opens up the counterintelligence investigation against Trump's campaign the end of July. Then a week later, this text message, he ain't going to be president. We'll stop it. Then the next week, the infamous insurance policy text message where he says, we can't take the risk of a Trump presidency. You need an insurance policy. The American people see that. Doesn't that undermine the whole integrity of the actions of people like Peter Strzok? Yes, 
Congressman, that uh, obviously is highly inappropriate. Highly inappropriate, not seditious, not illegal, not unprofessional, inappropriate, he says. Ooh, that's strong wording from the deputy director of the Department of Justice, deputy attorney general for the Department of Justice. And I'll remind you again that uh, Peter Strzok is still employed by the FBI. And I'll tell you why is because uh, the FBI and Peter Strzok are colluding with each other in order to cover up the wrongdoing by Peter Strzok and the FBI. They both need each other to keep from blowing the lid off of all of the uh, illegality. There, there is um, reported by uh, leaks to the media from uh, people inside the FBI that there are actual text messages of um, of agents, uh, political appointees, I believe, that were threatening harm against Donald Trump were he to be elected president. And uh, well, it's more than that, though. I mean, it's, it's more than that. I mean, the, the inspector general did find that the bias affected. He didn't say it affected the decision about Hillary, but he said once we got into the fall, when you had the Huma Abedin emails and there was slow walking on that by Peter Strzok, he was really concerned with pursuing this collusion investigation. And he testified on the record that it was absolutely reasonable to say that the bias not only existed, but affected what he did. Let me ask you this. What did the DOJ or FBI do in terms of collecting information, spying or surveillance on the Trump campaign, be it via Stefan Halper or anybody else working on behalf of the agency? Oh, he's not going to answer that because it is way, way more extensive than uh, what has been reported so far. As you know, Congressman, I'm not permitted to discuss uh, any classified information in an open setting, but I can assure you that we are working with uh, oversight committees and we're producing all relevant evidence allow them to answer those questions. Let me ask you. I will tell you exactly what happened. Back in uh, November of 2015, uh, either the FBI or the CIA ran uh, their longtime operative, Felix Sater, at um, Trump's uh, personal attorney, Michael Cohen, dangling the possibility of a Trump Tower in Moscow in return for uh, colluding with Vladimir Putin. It was it was rejected. It was never followed up on. But that was the first uh, attempt that we know about so far. The next attempt was when they uh, tried to entrap uh, Roger Stone and Michael Caputo uh, with FBI informant uh, Henry Greenberg. I think that was in May of 2016, uh, trying to sell them uh, Russian related dirt on Hillary Clinton. Then uh, they. They uh, they they used uh, Joseph Massoud to plant uh, a line of inquiry on George Papadopoulos, which was then harvested by uh, Stephen Halper and uh, and Joseph or um, Christopher Downer. It was a full fledged full court press in order to try to frame the Trump admin, uh, Trump campaign, and it will come out before this is over. We'll be right back right after these messages. This 
is Donna Fiducia. And I'm Don Newen from Cowboy Logic Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to one of our favorite radio shows, America First Radio, with our friend Jim Dawes. That's right, Donna. We consider America First Radio appointment radio. America First Radio with Jim Dawes, weeknights. Right here on Talk America Radio, found at talkamericaradio.us. direct anybody, help or anybody else, to make contact with anyone associated with the Trump campaign. As I said, Congressman, I appreciate, obviously, the, I understand your interest, but I'm not permitted to discuss classified well, well, we want the documents, so I know we're in a back and forth on that, but, but the American people need... Now, let's be uh, real clear. Uh, Rod Rosenstein, uh, as the, um, the authority that has stepped, uh, stepped forward and, and supplanted... Uh, the Attorney General um, Jeff Sessions is the classifying authority on this investigation. If he wanted to, he could declassify this. The reason they're hiding behind the classification and and not declassifying, which it, there is no reason to uh, classify it any longer, is because uh, they they engaged in a uh, concerted effort to entrap the Trump campaign, uh, first planting information, then harvesting the information, using cutouts like uh, uh, like uh, Downer, the uh, Australian diplomat, and um, and uh, the uh, the investigator uh, uh, for Fusion GPS. I'm sorry, his name escapes me. Christopher, uh, whatever his name was. Um, it was a full court press in order to try to frame the Trump administration. It was coordinated, I believe, between James Comey, um, John Brennan, and uh, and Jim Clapper. They they thought they would get away with it. They thought they would ingratiate themselves to Hillary Clinton, that who they believed was a sure lock to win the presidency, and they got busted. And Rod Rosenstein is the inheritor of this cover-up, and he is uh, he's doing everything he can to slow walk this information uh, out and hide as much of it as he can. To know were the counterintelligence powers of the of the Obama administration unleashed against Trump's campaign? If that was done, was it done inappropriate? Let me ask you this: um, You, you know, they talk about the Mueller investigation. It's really the Rosenstein investigation. You appointed Mueller. You're supervising Mueller, um, and it's supposedly about collusion between Trump's campaign and Russia and obstruction of justice. But you wrote the memo saying that Comey should be fired, and you signed the FISA extension for Carter Page. So my question is to you: Seems like you should be recused from this so than Jeff Session just because you were involved in making decisions affecting both prongs of this investigation. Why haven't you done that? Congressman, I, I can assure you that uh, if it were appropriate for me to recuse, I'd be more than happy uh, oh. to do so and let somebody else handle this, but it's my responsibility to do it, and uh, all I can well, tell how you does it, Then how do you have obstruction of justice possibility for a president exercising his powers to fire an FBI director? Well, let's talk about that uh, conflict for just a second. 
there is no instance uh, that you could get away with this in just about any court in the land, the conflicts of interest that uh, exist here. And for such a weighty matter, for the man who is a, a material witness in, uh, in this so-called obstruction case, not to recuse himself, tells you that he has an ulterior motive. Otherwise, he would have recused himself. Appointing Robert Mueller, who is loaded down with conflicts, in any sort of obstruction investigation against Donald Trump for firing James Comey, when Robert Mueller was James Comey's mentor at the FBI, tells you that they have an ulterior motive. It doesn't pass the laugh test, the conflicts that they're uh, pretending uh, not to exist. Carter Page. So my question is to you, seems like you should be recused from this more so than Jeff Session, just because you were involved in making decisions affecting both prongs of this investigation. Why haven't you done that? Congressman, I, I can assure you that uh, if it were appropriate for me to recuse, I'd be more than happy uh, to do so and let somebody else handle this, but it's my responsibility to do it. Why? And uh, all I can well, tell how you... Does it, then how do you have obstruction of justice possibility for a president exercising his powers to fire an FBI director that you said should be fired? And oh, by the way, the IG report makes it clear Jim Comey should have been fired. So why are we still doing this with the Mueller probe? Sir, I am not... Oh, he's not going to comment on that either. By the Mueller probe. Ron DeSantis is running for uh, governor of uh, the great state of Florida, and uh, and I hope that he wins because he is a real rising star. Uh, he knows how to fight, and uh, he, he's not um, he's not just uh, one of these old establishment Republicans whose uh, primary objective is not to be criticized by the media. We've got a few of them. Here's a here's a clip from another one of these uh, these fighting Republicans, uh, Trump supporters, America First. Uh, Republicans, Jim Jordan, going right at uh, Rod Rosenstein. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Mr. Rosenstein, why are you keeping information from Congress? Congressman, I am not keeping any information from Congress that it's appropriate. In a few minutes, Mr. Rosenstein, I think the House of Representatives is going to say something different. I don't agree with you, Congressman. I don't believe that's what they're going to say. And if they do, they'll but be I mistaken. Disagree, but I think, be I think in a few minutes, the House of Representatives is going to go on record saying you haven't complied with requests from a separate and equal branch of government that you haven't complied with subpoenas and you got seven days to get your act together. I That's exactly what the House of Representatives voted out yesterday. Every single Republican in the chamber uh, voted for him to release this information so that they can get it out in the public, make the reforms that need to be made, fire the people that need to be fired, arrest the people that need to be arrested, and get back to the work of the FBI, stopping crime, school shootings for God's sakes, and other things that they have uh, fallen down repeatedly because the political appointees at the top of the FBI are too distracted, first trying to interfere in a presidential election and now trying to cover it up. I think that's what's going to happen in a few, and that's, just not, that's not Jim Jordan. I think that's the House, I think that's a majority of the House of Representatives. In just a few minutes, I think that's going to happen. And I want to know why you won't give us what we've asked for. Sir, I certainly hope that the, your colleagues are not under that impression. Uh, that is not accurate, sir. And you it is accurate. We have caught you hiding Mr. Chairman, can we Mr. allow the witness to answer? Mr. Chairman, point of order. We can go to Mr. Jordan's press conference and listen to him. The Democrats uh, uh, repeatedly interrupted Jim Jordan as he tried to get to the bottom of these issues, trying to run interference uh, and put up a smoke screen uh, for 
Rod Rosenstein and, and uh, the FBI. But we came here to hear from the, the witness. The time belongs to the gentleman. Mr. Rosenstein, we allow him to answer. We have caught you hiding information. Allow him to answer. He will be permitted to answer when Mr. Jordan. Why do we have them here? We'll allow him additional Rosenstein to answer. Why are they not allowed to answer? The gentleman is out of order. The gentleman from Ohio is recognized. Mr. Rose, let me make this one point. Then I'll let yes, you answer. Mr. Jordan, I'd like let me, to let me make this one point, sir. Where we've caught you hiding information, then you can answer. Why did you hide the fact that Peter Strzok and Judge Contreras were friends? Why did you redact that in the documents you gave to us? Peter, I mean, Judge Contreras kind of important. FISA court judge, more importantly, just as importantly, the judge that uh, heard Mike Flynn's case. Why did you try to hide that from us? Well, he didn't just try to hide uh, the fact that they were friends. He hid the fact that uh, Strzok and Page were talking about how to massage um, the Judge Contreras uh, and and uh, give him a cocktail party so that they could um, ensure that he ruled correctly on the FISA application. Jordan, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to respond. I've heard you make those sort of allegations publicly on TV. It's I got the, and, and I if got you got it right here. Sir. Mr. Chairman, he should be given right the opportunity. Here. Now, Mr. Jordan, answer. it's for I am the Deputy Attorney General of the United States. Okay, I'm not the person doing the redacting. I'm responsible for responding to your concerns as I have. I have a team with me, sir. It's just a fraction of the team that's doing this work. And whenever you brought issues to my attention, I have taken appropriate steps to remedy them. Well, he's the the uh, relevant committees have had to bring these issues to his attention repeatedly again and again and again to uh, uncover these redacted uh, portions of documents. And every time the redaction is revealed, it, it turns out it's not classified. It's nothing that is uh, uh, properly withheld. It, in fact, embarrasses the FBI or shows a wrongdoing and misconduct within the ranks at the seventh floor of the J. Edgar Hoover building. So if Rosenstein was really exercising his authority as the deputy attorney general, he would tell them to cut that out. But it continues to this day. And Rosenstein's trying to hide behind the notion that he's not personally the one doing the redacting. So your statement that I'm personally keeping information from you, trying to conceal information. You're the boss, Mr. Rosenstein. That's correct. And my job is to make sure that we respond to your concerns. We have, sir. Now, I've appointed Mr. Lausch, who is managing that production. And my understanding is it's actually going very well, sir. It's so going very well. I appreciate well. your concerns. Again, I think so the House of Representatives is going to say otherwise. Two years later, Rosenstein, Rosenstein says it's going very well. Uh, it's going very well if your objective is to hide, conceal, slow walk, and uh, and try to keep uh, the Mueller investigation going on as long as possible, in order to uh, you know try to exonerate the FBI, find something, anything that they can use to justify their misconduct before it is uh, exposed. We're going to run out to a break. When we come back from the, uh, these messages, we'll hear Trey Gowdy uh, expressing the sentiment of uh, most Americans with regard to this whole Russia hoax right after these messages on America First Radio. This is Dr. Kelly Ward from the great state of Arizona, and you're listening to Talk America Radio, the new dominant force in conservative talk radio.
Israelites. We need to see the evidence. If you have evidence of wrongdoing by any member of the Trump campaign, present it to the damn grand jury. If you have evidence that this president acted inappropriately, present it to the American people. Uh, they're saying that justice delayed is justice denied. I think right now all of us are being denied. Whatever you got, finish it the hell up because this country is being torn apart. Well, they have no intention of finishing it the hell up uh, as long as uh, Mueller is uh, able to drag his feet and uh, Rod Rosenstein is able to try to obfuscate and conceal as much of the wrongdoing in the Department of Justice and the FBI, and I believe it will ultimately lead back to um, John Brennan at CIA, that is what they will continue to do. Uh, and uh, I think a lot of this is based on these uh, these reported leaks. I don't have personal knowledge of them. I, I need to, uh, to hasten to add, but there's indications that there are text messages between certain uh, agents of the FBI threatening harm against Donald Trump should he be elected president. And if that is the case, and those are high-ranking uh, political appointees, it is going to blow the lid right off of this thing. And ultimately, this has got to be determined whether or not this leads all the way back uh, to the Oval Office in the White House. Well, the Democrats uh, continue their utter and complete meltdown over the prospect of Donald Trump getting to appoint a replacement for Anthony Kennedy something that uh, was determined by the 2016 elections where the voters went to the polls, elected Donald Trump president, and returned a Republican Senate uh, to confirm his judges. That is when it was determined. But now the Democrats have somehow got it in their head that they're not going to settle for anything other than somehow uh, the Democrat minority in the Senate blocking Trump's constitutional and the Senate's uh, Senate Republicans constitutional power to appoint a, a replacement on the Supreme Court. And it's really been quite interesting to watch them. I, I always enjoy uh, uh, pulling clips from the view and listening to uh, that crazy bunch of harpies um, meltdown. Here's Joy Behar on what she has to say over the prospect of a Republican president and a Republican Senate getting to appoint a constitutional, um, a strict constitutionalist to the Supreme Court. Yeah. Let's have everybody a Republican. The Supreme Court, the Congress, the presidency. What is that called? Dictatorship, I believe. Well, that was called fear mongering. Thomas yeah, Jefferson. That, that, that was exactly called. what that was. Yeah. And James Madison are rolling over in their grave today. What happened to separation of powers? What happened to checks and balances in this country? Gone. Gone. Yeah. Well, Democrats were in power for a long time, especially under Obama. You had three branches of government at the time. It's just the pendulum swinging the other way. And I think... <laughs> she says, unbelievable. She calls the duly elected presidents, uh, the duly elected Congress, appointing... Um, members to the judiciary, a dictatorship. And this woman is taken seriously. She's got a major platform. She's on, uh, she's on network TV every, every weekday. 
Whoopi Goldberg was not to be outdone by Joy Behar's uh, lunacy and chimed in with some of her own. I know it's easy sometimes to watch Trump and think that the world is coming to an end, but elections have consequences. And last night, Amber Tam. That's actually um, uh, uh, Megan McCain weighing in, uh, uh, but she's setting Whoopi up for her uh, her diatribe. Was tweeting about all the Democrats uh, like Susan Sarandon who thought that they couldn't possibly vote for Hillary Clinton because it, I think her direct quote was the revolution would come. I'm How do you feel her now? How do those people those feel people. now? How did the Jill you know Stein what? It, 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 actually, here's, here's the piss off for me. Yeah. You know, I'm the person that does believe that just because uh, someone is appointed doesn't mean, and I believe I've said that uh, mm -hmm. a lot about the Supreme Court, that you never know yeah. how a person on the Supreme Court is going to vote because sometimes, you know, things change. They wake up, they see things. I don't like hearing again that I'm trying to take your rights away because I have to tell you, as a woman, I think you're trying to take my rights That's away. Right. Okay? You don't care. I mean, and as a person who believes in the Constitution, which tells me that I have the right to be myself and do the things I want to do. It says that nowhere in the Constitution that gives you the right to do the things you want to do. The Constitution sets up a, um, a framework by which the citizens of this country can make laws uh, subject to the uh, rights of Americans. And it doesn't say that you get to do what you want to do outside of those rights. And I don't have to listen to what your religion is. And I don't have to listen to what you want it to be. I have to make sure that as an American citizen, I'm doing the right stuff and taking care of business. I don't like this line that, that I, as a Democrat or an independent or whatever, is trying to take away anything from you. I'm trying to hold on to my personal rights so that you can have the rights you want. See, because if you take mine... I feel like you, you, you're the one with the problem. If you take my right away from me to judge what I do for my family and my body, I got a little problem with that. You got a problem. You don't, you don't want people to take your guns. Well, get out of my behind. Get out of my vagina. Get That's right. That's right. Let me assure you, Miss Goldberg, that nobody wants to get up in your behind or your vagina. Nobody. Obviously, this is uh, this is their uh, total obsession with being able to um, to have abortion on demand without any limits, right up until the the time of birth. Uh, this is a uh, an article of faith for the Democrat Party, and I'm quite uh, um, confident that they're willing to to go to civil war over that issue. Here's Michael Moore. Um, talking about they have got to figure out a way to turn this Senate minority into some sort of obstructionist vehicle in order to block this nomination. Where does this go? Where, what, what, where does this go? What is on the other side of this? Because He's appearing with uh, Stephen Colbert on his unhinged, uh, deranged leftist show. We got a gerrymandered Congress because the Electoral College essentially a gerrymandered presidency, and therefore you end up with a gerrymandered Supreme Court. It's, it's a gerrymandered presidency because of the Electoral College, which is actually contained in the Constitution. This is why these people can't be trusted with the Constitution. Court, 
what is the end game here? Because you don't want to end this in anything violent or any some sort of really revolutionary confrontation. You want a political change at at, at the end of this. Do you-, you have to win elections. If you can't win elections, then you don't get to dictate the terms. Have any hope for that? Because you have to hold out hope for that. You can't actually. I couldn't come on this show here if I didn't have hope. But here's old Michael Moore with his prescription on how to solve all of this from the leftist perspective. But let me let me let me ask you a, a personal question. Is that okay? We'll find out. All right. I'm gonna. I just want to ask you a personal question, if it's okay. Um, when you read the paper every day or you watch the news, do you ever cry? I mean, do you ever tear up? Do you ever? Does this ever happen to you these days? Sure. Of course. It's right. It yes. happens to me now every day. That's because you're mentally unstable. As so many of these people on the left are, they're mentally unstable. They can't read the newspapers without breaking down. It will happen as soon as the show's over and I find out more about the shooting in Annapolis. I'm sure it'll happen again. Exactly. That that that, that has become the norm now. The, yes. When, when we all made Bowling for Columbine, it had never happened before. And we made that film in the hopes that it wouldn't happen anymore. And so- Well, he makes a good point there. When he made Bowling for Columbine, these sort of things almost never happened. But once he made that film and gave a platform to these type of unhinged mass murderers, uh, and, and um, it became uh, a process of magnifying uh, these people's grievances, then... It has become uh, more and more common. The despair that I have in going forward and making these movies is when are people going to get off the couch and when are we going to rise up? And I'm telling you, folks, I, to, your, to answer your question, the end game sadly is going to be Trump is not going to leave. He plans to be reelected. Um, he, he loves the term president for life. Um, the only way that we're going to stop this is eventually we're all going to have to put our bodies on the line. You're going to have to be willing to do this. Well, if putting somebody's body on the line will stop him, then we do have something to worry about for uh, from Michael Moore because he's got a, quite a substantial body to put on the line. But this uh, once again, this notion that Donald Trump is somehow a dictator when he was duly elected by the American people and that the, uh, the Senate uh, doesn't have the authority or the, um, the prerogatives to appoint a replacement for Anthony Kennedy when that's exactly what uh, the people determined during the 2016 election is unbelievable. They don't want to, while they call everybody else dictators, the Democrats don't want to let the people decide at the ballot box how they're going to be governed. They want, the reason they're so um, frantic uh, over this uh, Supreme Court is because they have uh had these black-robed, unelected judges legislating from the bench on behalf of the left. Well, that takes us to the end of another week of America First Radio. I want to thank you for joining us and invite you back here again Monday for another edition on the Talk America Radio Network. If you have thyroid eye disease and the bags under your eyes are looking more like purses, it might be time to discover another treatment option. To learn more, visit TreatMyTed.com. That's TreatMyTed.com. 
Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. Let's say you make it to the top. What's next? Relish in the glory of your accomplishments? Okay, sure, for a minute. But then you move forward. Take the 2021 Escalade. Cadillac's newest arrival is more than just a celebration of iconic luxury. It's the most technologically advanced Escalade ever because arriving is just the beginning. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving.